Hello and welcome to Vet Chloe on the Road. Insights from real people making positive change for our planet. I am Chloe, a veterinarian who has an interest in wildlife and all things environmental. And this is a show for people who would like to connect, learn, and prioritize caring for our beautiful green and blue world. Come join me as I travel around Australia in my van, Layla. Let's share all things conservation and meet all the inspiring environmental heroes along the way. And on today's podcast, would you like to learn more on solar power? We'll also touch a bit on how creative endeavors can help the environmental movement. Today, I interview one of my oldest and dearest friends, Stratton Hatfield. He is a superstar and also one of my favorite people of all time. You'll see why. Listen in. The podcast's first official interview. Welcome to the studio, Stratton. How are you? I'm very well. Good evening. Very good. So this is Stratton Hatfield, and he's an old friend of mine. Um, we've known each other for over 30 years, haven't we? Yeah, we have. <laughs> Back to nursery school days together. And Stratton is a great guest to have on today because he's involved in a lot of movements and organizations um, on the island here in Bermuda, our shared home, and currently into renewables. So Strat, just to start out very broadly, um, what is it that you do? So uh, for my job, for my profession right now, I work at a company called BE Solar. It's a local renewable energy company. And um, I work in the realm of the director of development. Mm -hmm. So I have this lofty title where that I focus on sales and marketing and community outreach to promote uh, the sale of energy efficiency, uh, solar panels, uh, in particular photovoltaic, solar electric panels, Mm -hmm. and battery storage. Um, So that's one of the, the main things that I'm doing these days. But I also like to make art. Yes. I'm an artist. and uh, She Strat just came over and gave me a beautiful um, piece of his art, an installation of a leaf. Yeah. yeah he's always one of creating. My, one of my concrete sculptures, yes. which I've been making for a few years now. But um, yes, on the day-to-day, I, I work in the solar industry and uh, focusing on renewables and getting, getting more uh, renewable energy out into yeah. Bermuda. And what a vital role in that organization, BE Solar, um, to reach the community and kind of get them involved in renewable energy because we're on a sunny island, aren't we? So yeah. it's no brainer. It's I think it's a five point <laughs> five days out of the week. It's sunny in beautiful Bermuda. Yeah, yeah. So it's a great resource for us to tap into. It's an old company, isn't it? Fairly. So B E stands for Bermuda Engineering, and um, Bermuda Engineering was founded in 1935 by a gentleman named Gordon Hamilton Burland, and um, he actually designed the first solar thermal hot water panel that was ever, um, well, made in Bermuda. And Mm. uh, he also designed and built a wind turbine back Mm. in 1935. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, so Bermuda Engineering has been around for some time. However, we really have uh, kickstarted the business back in 2009. Yeah. So we've been um, selling energy efficiency and solar since then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any stats on the uptake or how's it going? Um, so our our team has installed over one megawatt worth of solar electricity. Mm. Um, we have saved, I think, over 5,000 barrels of oil from being burnt. Um, in Bermuda, uh, our electricity company, which is known as Belco, they burn um, 
fuel that's imported from, well, right now it's coming from Montreal mm-hmm. and uh, Trinidad. Mm-hmm. Um, but they Shipped over too, right? Shipped all <laughs> the way over to Little Bermuda. Um, and uh, so we, we've stopped 5,000 barrels of oil from being burnt at the, um, at the utility so far, which yeah. is great. Oh, well done. Great work. And, you know, I have an interest in this myself at the moment because I am doing up my van back in Australia. I'm currently having a trip home, um, but researching into solar panels and the battery size I need. Um, it's quite fascinating stuff, guys, listeners, if you're into potentially getting into, um, you know, a van that is self-sufficient or a small home, um, basically working out the maths of your appliances, converting watts to amps and how many hours a day you wish to run that appliance and figuring out how much your solar panel um, size should be. And out of interest, since we're on this topic, I might just give a brief um, description of how solar panels work um, for our listeners. Basically, it works by allowing photons or particles of light to knock electrons free from the atoms, and this generates a flow of electricity. I think one thing to consider, though, yeah. is that there's so many different types of solar panels. Okay, great. So um, when we're using the word solar panel, we could be referring to a solar electric panel, okay. which is known as a solar photovoltaic module, mm-hmm. which is uh, to create electricity. Mm-hmm. But then we can also use the sun to um, create heat. Mm. So um, we can create that heat and we can use that heat for two particular things. Um, sometimes people will use it to produce hot water. Yep. And that panel is known as a solar thermal hot mm-hmm. water panel. Um, but then we can also use that heat to produce steam. Mm. Um, and the steam can be spinning turbines to, uh, to make electricity as well. Yeah. Um, so the, the sun as a renewable resource provides uh, an abundance of, of free energy in many forms. Mm. Um, I, for your van, you're going to be using solar photovoltaic. However... Yes. If you're going to be having any hot water need, I know you might want to consider solar thermal. I know um, that's a good idea. And what's pretty cool about solar thermal is that uh, you know a, a simple analogy is that yard hose that's been sitting out there in the garden. Yes. And uh, if it's a sunny day, it's obviously going to heat it up. Yep. So you could theoretically you could run some piping along the top of your roof that would and be filled that. with water. You could pump it up there. Yep. And then you could heat it during the day in the hot Australian sun. I know. Actually, I have this pretty cool little um, device. It's a, a black solar bag that you can put up on the van. Awesome. And similar, it comes, similar yeah. sort of concept. And it's got a thermometer in it. Smart. And yeah, and out it goes. It. That's solar thermal. Yes, that would so be. So that's like a solar thermal hot water panel. Yeah. Which is cool. So um, it's, it's pretty exciting stuff to feel self-sufficient. And like you're not a part of the consumption, which the world is very much yeah you know i would say uh as as humans we uh are certainly part of the problem but we're also part of the solution yeah um and consumption is definitely something that we um as a society and as a uh, population should be considering how we can reduce that consumption yeah so whether it's energy or whether it's uh goods and materials or um we should be thinking about how we can reduce that consumption. Yeah. Um, because uh, that's how we're going to really be focusing on on helping negate the effects of climate yeah. change. No, fabulous. I, I totally agree. And I think it is important to stay optimistic um, and to feel like people can 
you know, help yeah. out the situation. Yeah, um, Hence this podcast, talking to like-minded people like Stratton here. Um, so how does it work with um, getting people involved in renewables? Do you go and do a consult with them on their... Yeah, so so at, at BE Solar, um, our approach is consultative. So mm -hmm. uh, we see energy as a puzzle. Mm -hmm. And we want to come to people's properties and we want to help them understand how to piece together that puzzle mm -hmm. to understand in so many ways uh, how they can reduce their kilowatt hour consumption. Yeah. So how they can be more efficient. Yeah. Because if they can be more efficient, then they don't need as many solar electric PV panels yeah. or solar thermal hot water panels yeah. or batteries for that matter. And you know what I've really enjoyed with this van is that I'm starting to become more aware of my usage because otherwise you just flick on the light and yeah. you don't even think about yeah, it. Yeah, you're probably educating people on what they're currently using, which is an unknown because yeah. you must run stats of their current usage. So we don't necessarily or, run stats, but we will run through and identify key things that are going to be yeah. consuming electricity. Okay. Aircon, big thing in Bermuda. Aircon <laughs> anywhere in the world is going to be about, mm, depends on how you use it. But for example, in, a, in an office building, it's about 70% of the consumption. So it's, it's a big yeah. chunk. So um, air conditioning, aircon, of course, um, pool pumps is a big okay. significant one in Bermuda. We have a lot yeah. of pools. Um, we also have beautiful ocean, which is lovely to swim in. Um, but uh, I would say hot water heaters. Yep. Those are guzzlers. Uh, dehumidifiers. Yeah. Um, uh, so, old light bulbs, uh, incandescents or yep. halogens. Um, so these are all, all things that we want to um, address from an yeah. efficiency standpoint. Yeah. And this, in a way, is what you're doing with your van, is you're thinking about what is my load list? How many mm. things are going to be consuming electricity? Yeah. And what do I need to provide for? Yeah. So it, from an efficiency perspective, it would make sense for you to only use LED bulbs. Yes, I've got that down. No way <laughs> would you use halogens or incandescents. Yeah, um, yeah. But at the same time, um, perhaps it would make more sense for you to use propane for mm -hmm. your stovetop okay. as opposed to electric. Yeah, they have um, some good butane. Um, oh right, yeah, butane would work. As, yeah. yeah, butane would work as well. I think um, the and then you thing. don't have to. Yeah, I think I'm not the same. Yeah, <laughs> got to look into that. But um, it'll be also safer than having a big um kind of gas cylinder. They were saying as well. That Some of the sense. Aussie guys yeah. advising me. Let's um, be safe. And also be safe. And also um, natural light. You know, in my van, I'm going to be having um, a vent um yep. to extract. Um, hot air, yeah, um, but also to allow light in. But also to allow light in, yeah, Smart. natural light. Um, that makes sense. Because it is an all-encased van. Oh my gosh, yeah, um, sounds like a hot box. I know, yes, exactly. So I've done some, I've done lots of insulation. Uh -huh. um, probably do a bit more. Sensible. Yep. Now, have you thought about cooling? No, I haven't. I know that some vans do actively cool their vans, like yep. an aircon unit run yep. from solar. Yep. Um, you could use that exhaust fan in the kitchen, yep. for example, to draw out any hot air that's going to rise yes. in the van. Yep. So perhaps you'd want to use it at night to, to draw yeah. out some of that heat. Yep. But, um, you know, I don't think you'd want to run the AC because that's just going to waste, waste your petrol. I'm going to be quite a minimal van, yeah. um, low low, um, low usage, but definitely I'll have an extraction van to remove heat. Yeah, and they, they, the um, van conversion guys who I'm starting to buddy up with in different ways all say that's a, a lifesaver Smart. <laughs> for living in a, Smart. in a tin can in Australia. Yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. Oh, my gosh. Um, I so, really I know. Um, so... 
what's the biggest um, obstacle to people taking up solar panels in their home so, or business? Because probably businesses can be bigger for the island um, in reducing their consumption versus the private homes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, w- I mentioned this earlier. I think that Bermuda um, as a population, as, as a community, needs to become more efficient. Mm-hmm. And we we can use that word efficiency across the realm, but when we're talking about electricity and energy use, uh, Bermuda needs to be more energy efficient. Mm-hmm. So, um, Are we bad on a global scale? On a global scale, we <laughs> consume a lot of electricity for such a small population. But yeah. I, I think I say this because... Um, our our approach, as I was starting to say, is we, we look at it holistically, mm-hmm. and we wanna we wanna understand how we can reduce your kilowatt hour consumption, mm-hmm. which means that you're reducing the barrels of oil that are being consumed, mm-hmm. but you're also you don't need as many solar panels. Mm-hmm. So um, it has been challenging in Little Bermuda to sell uh, mm-hmm. solar uh, and photovoltaic modules in particular. Yeah. Um, because there is there is a cost associated with this, which mm-hmm. is um, higher than than some people can afford immediately. Yeah. So I would say the the entry costs are, are quite high. Yeah. Uh, however, you make that back over. However, I was going to say yeah. it's important to look at this as an investment. Yeah. This is something that's going to pay for itself. Mm-hmm. Once you pay off this system, you have free electricity. Mm. In our situation, most of our systems will pay for themselves in anywhere from six to eight years. Mm. What that means, though, is that after you've paid it off, you've got over 20 years <laughs> of free Brilliant. electricity. Yeah. So this is something... And it covers the whole home, all the electrics? No, so... Or you take some from... Belco. So, uh, depending on the size of the system, yeah, some houses will still consume electricity from yeah. Belco. Maybe the summer months when um, more pool pumps and air conditioning and things. Well, yeah, it could um, be seasonal. Or... Yeah, it could be seasonal, but you also have to think about it. Right now, in the evening, uh, yeah. we don't have the sun, so yeah. you're going to have to be drawing off of Belco unless yeah. you have some sort of battery storage on your property. Yeah. The fact is, right now, most households mm-hmm. and businesses do not have storage elements. Mm-hmm. They use Belco, the utility, the electricity company, as the the storage component. Okay. So, um, yes, you can you can work on uh, reducing your bill um, mm-hmm. and offsetting it with solar production. But yeah. um, once it's paid for itself, then yeah. then you've got free electricity essentially. Yeah. Um, I think another thing in Little Bermuda is that we have come to a point where our roofs, which are beautiful white limestone slate roofs, mm-hmm. which were originally designed to catch rainwater yes, by necessity out of a pure functional element. Yeah, do you want to explain that? The fact yeah. that we have a... So, so all you listeners out there, I, th- <laughs> I think it's important for you to Google Bermuda right now because you're probably <laughs> thinking about the triangle or you're thinking about Bermuda shorts. Uh, but um, we have a lot of unique uh, historical elements going on here. And one in particular is architecture. And um, the way our houses are designed and built is that um, they need to have some form of water catchment. Because in Bermuda, we don't have any fresh local water sources. Uh, so the the roofs are designed to catch rainwater, and they're white, uh, and they're stepped, and um, they're quite beautiful. They look like sandcastles yeah. in so many ways. Um, but uh, people are are bogged down on the aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as a, a quite wealthy society, people like things to look nice. Yeah. 
um, and they would rather have a, a white roof um, than, God forbid, <laughs> having black solar panels on it. Well, as you were saying, because our neighbors here are also good friends of yours. Um, yes. They've got solar panels um, on their roofs. Um, yes, new neighbors. <laughs> and um, they were so concerned about my parents, you know, not not liking it. Um, but like my mom said, oh, God, no, no worries there, you know, and, and you know, we're even thinking about um, yeah. popping on the solar panels. Um we do get um, slammed by hurricanes um, during half the year, depending yeah, on our right, luck. <laughs> right here on the Atlantic Ocean. Yes, that's right. And um, particularly the homes that are on directly on the coast. But um, pretty much every home is no more than half a K from the ocean, actually, is yeah. the uh, stats, which is nothing. How do they go with hurricanes, actually? So, yeah, that's funny you say that. That's obviously a, a big consideration in Little Bermuda is because every now and then we do get hit by quite large storms. Um, category threes, I think a four. I can't remember when there was last a four. Yeah, and it's four out of four, isn't it? No, I think it's five. Okay. We should yeah. Google that. We should Google that. <laughs> uh, stay let's, with us. Let's stay with us, guys. Uh, um, but how do they cope with the big storms? So, so our... Uh, our company, BE Solar, we pride ourselves on quality, and we want to make sure that we're installing them to our quality standards. So from a hurricane perspective, we're going to think about everything from, of course, high winds. Correct, Stratton. Out of five. Oh. <laughs> well Ladies done. and gentlemen, category one to five. Oh, five is sustained winds of 156 miles per hour or 200 and 51 kilometers per hour. I think that all of the houses would be gone by then. The solar panels would definitely be gone. I've seen a five come through. No, no, no. Okay. I actually, I think we've only had a three. Yeah. Maybe we should Google that. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, uh, I've i only been working for the company for three years. Uh, we've had our systems go through uh, category two and category one hurricanes. And um, we have had zero issues to date. So oh, we've got well a really done. good track record. Well, we with could, that. we'll probably be um, calling you up then very soon. Well, that would be a good <laughs> idea. We need that. Um, I, was, I was September 5th, Fabian, Hurricane Fabian, a direct hit on Bermuda. Yeah. Uh, 120 miles per hour. And I think that was in 2005, I want to say. Um, oh, 2003. Yes. Oh, that was a bad one. <laughs> Category it, four. It meant I couldn't um, get my bum over to uh, England for boarding school. Yeah, that was a high one. Category four. That was a biggie. That is, um, a, big, that is that's a big storm. <laughs> I guess solar panels have become more of a thing in more recent years. Would you say? So, so, so this is important to define the difference. So, yeah, okay. solar thermal hot water panels have yes. been a big deal in Bermuda for some time. Okay. Uh, from the seventies. Right. Um, uh, when our company first was selling more panels in 2009 um we were selling more solar thermal mm -hmm. more hot water panels okay um, yeah but then uh the price of photovoltaics has dropped considerably okay um, great. and so we started selling more photovoltaics yeah. so most of the time i would say about 90 95 percent of the time we're selling photovoltaic yeah. solar electric panels now which okay, is wonderful. which is great and it, and by the way you don't have to say photovoltaic all the time you, you just <laughs> say pv Okay. If you want to get down with the lingo. <laughs> with the lingo. Oh, yeah. well done. We're all here to PV get educated. Panels. <laughs> we need more PV panels, ladies and gentlemen. Fabulous. And, you know, um, it's it's great. You know, your 
you're having to chat about the physics and the, the science um, and the business, but I know that you really are a creative, um, uh, you know, within yourself. Yes. Um, that is who you are. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk just a little bit off topic and tangent? Um, what's your opinion on um, the arts and the creatives for um, improving um, environmental efforts? Um, renewable being our topic of today. Mm. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I think that creativity and uh, exploration of uh, artistic ideas uh, is what is really going to help bring about change mm. in our world. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, it's important for us to, to not only celebrate, but mm -hmm. to cultivate uh, creativity in mm -hmm. its various forms. And uh, it starts conversations, doesn't it? And yeah, it definitely does. And I, I think in Little Bermuda, we have a, quite a vibrant creative community yep. for a population of 60, 62,000 yep. people. Um, and you know, it, it is quite vibrant with people uh, doing all sorts of visual and performing yeah. arts, which is cool. Well, well done on winning the, uh, the May 24th um, float. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was, was so That was a different topic. That um, is a different topic. I, I designed uh, a float uh, with my father for the Bermuda Day Parade. Yeah. Um, and the float used imagery from uh, another project that I worked on with my dear friend, Nicola Muirhead, yes. who is a journalist and photographer based out of London. Um, and we used these images um, to create a mosaic mm. that was printed on fabric and stretched over a uh, timber frame. Yeah, it looked fabulous. Yeah, in the shape of a pyramid. Mm. Um, and we had three pyramids, and they were mounted to small electric cars, um, the, which are called twizzies. Right, yeah. Um, so they were mini little electric cars that were driving these floats around the streets of Bermuda and, and oh, Hamilton brilliant. and the city. And the theme was? Um, the theme was what we share. Yeah. So it was getting people to think about uh, what we as a community share yeah, in Bermuda. Yeah. Um, and it's such a beautiful um, imagery. Um, again, the art's kind of displaying it. So many different skin tones there, um, locals and visitors, right? Yeah, so We Are Now is the name of the project that Nicola and I did. And yeah. actually, Chloe, you were one of the participants. I know, and even um, um, a couple of my Australian friends. Yeah, they're on the float. <laughs> What were their names? Um, Sophie and Greta. Sophie and Greta yeah. are on the float. I saw yeah. I saw them, and I always remember them as the, the friendly Australians yeah, that jumped yeah. in. But yeah, that project was very cool. We uh, created a mobile photo booth. Yes. Um, and as you might recall, yeah. uh, we... Got me when I was leaving the grocery store one day. Yeah, <laughs> so we would just pop up the photo booth around Bermuda, yeah. and we would um, take portraits of people. Yeah. And we took portraits of over 600 people. Yeah. And from each uh, participant, each portrait we cropped out about six to eight images so we get their eye color mm -hmm. their hair color their lips uh, their nose and their skin colors yeah. and um, we use those images um, from the the pop-up photo booth to to make these mosaics yeah. so Fabulous. it's a very different project you can visit the website it's we are now bda.com yes. if you want to see some more stuff about it but yeah, um, yeah. No, yeah, definitely. that's a cool, fun, creative project. I think that it's important to work on developing our creativity. Uh, yeah. And uh, I personally like to explore that as much as possible. Yeah, because sometimes the world can be so factual and, um, you know, into the science and, uh, you know, the the function yes. um, instead of the celebration of, of us as individuals. And 
you know, I think probably everyone needs to find an individual way of expressing themselves. I'm glad that you're promoting it here in Bermuda. Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. How did your Pecha Kucha night go the other so, night? So, uh, Pecha Kucha. Sorry, I'm that's the to, right pronunciation. I'm trying to get people to pronounce it right. <laughs> Let's um, get the suit again. Pecha Kucha. <laughs> Pecha Japanese? Kucha. It's Japanese. It means chit chat. Uh, it's yeah. a global movement. It's in over a thousand cities around the world. Uh, yeah. I'm one of the co-hosts. Uh, and organizers in Bermuda. Yep. And um, we had a great session. It's our 23rd edition. Wow. So it's been going on Fabulous. since 2012. Um, Any environmental topics in last week? Um, yeah, actually, there was one gentleman that was talking about energy and food security and yeah. combining them together. So um, using the idea of vertical farming and mm. um, hydroponics and uh, no, natural waste. Mm. Uh, Interesting. To create biomass. And specific to, cr- to Bermuda? Or? Specific to Bermuda, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah, great. Very no, I think cool. it's good to get conversations happening. Yeah. Um, definitely. And, you know, with with renewable energy, where do you see the future of Bermuda going? What are your predictions on this? Yeah. So we get really excited about this. <laughs> um, I can hear in your voice. <laughs> so... Uh, it, in terms of Bermuda's energy future, uh, our vision is an efficient Bermuda mm-hmm. powered by affordable, renewable energy. Mm-hmm. And um, we see uh, infrastructure and a grid that supports uh, renewable energy in its various forms. So not just solar, mm-hmm. photovoltaics, but also wind and tidal energy and perhaps mm-hmm. biomass as well. Biomass can come in different forms, but um, in, in that particular context, you'd use natural waste mm-hmm. and you'd, you'd break it down and the, the heat um, off of it mm. um, can be used to, to produce electricity. Okay, wow. Um, but that does sound exciting. That, that's exciting. <laughs> that's exciting. Um, but I would say that we, I mean, we also see a grid that um, is supplemented with renewable energy, but also has a storage component because that's key. Just like you've probably been understanding with your your van is that if you have the PV panels on your roof, you're still going to need the batteries to store Mm -hmm. the energy so that you can use it at any time that you want. So in order for Bermuda on a a macro scale to consider energy, we need to have a storage component to store all of this beautiful renewable energy that we'll harness in the future. Um, And then we also will see that energy being supplemented by energy electric vehicles yeah fabulous yeah fabulous yeah and these new twizzies um particularly made available for visitors also can be plugged in i guess using solar energy so yeah i mean they they're plugged into an electric outlet so whether that electric outlet right now is um being supplied by by belco with with the fossil fuel or it's being supplied by uh, solar electric then and i think it's good that we Bermudians do see this as important, although we are a small place and we might think we're just a drop in the ocean oh, on yeah. a global scale. Um, it's good to promote it. You know, visitors take note of whether the place is green or not. We certainly want visitors to recognize that we look at sustainability from a balanced perspective mm-hmm. and that we're making decisions that are going to um benefit the the long-term success of our people and our yeah. and our environment yeah um, how we treat our environment is important we've got a beautiful island here we do we really um, do and we want to look like you know as we do want to be um custodians looking after it yeah we want to be looking after our planet so yeah. that uh we're looking after the, the future yeah um, and sustainability is key to that key to that absolutely 
and so you know Stratton I just our final um, few minutes um, would like to ask you how do you stay inspired personally um, at times it must seem you know difficult the changing mentality people embracing change and how do you personally stay inspired or is it the only way to be well, I mean, I would say that I'm inspired by my creative endeavors, um, mm-hmm. and I and I find uh, inspiration in the various different things that I'm involved with. But I definitely uh, I want to I want to leave a legacy. Mm-hmm. I want to be remembered. Yeah. By by future generations for being someone that was a, a champion. Yeah. For uh, for change and for shifting the the dynamic of of bermuda not only uh locally but internationally and um i'm inspired by obviously the the, you know the future of of our planet and of our island and want to want to help them oh my goodness you are for sure on that path (laughs) you are definitely known as um a change maker and someone that does it in a fun creative way people are interested in what you're up to um and i always love seeing the images of you at schools with the kids yeah Um, that's fun you seem to get them excited i love that (laughs) i love that going to the eco schools yeah going to the after school programs and yeah working with a few organizations here a few charities like kaleidoscope arts foundation yes Green Rock and uh, Best. And yeah. Yeah. There's a lot out there. There is a lot out there for such a small community. Yeah. We have a bunch of different environmental organizations. Yeah. But as I said before, I think it's important for us to be thinking about sustainability Absolutely. as it relates to, to balance and yeah. to uh, looking at it from the, the pillars and the lenses of uh, social, environmental, and economic sustainability. Yeah. Yeah, fabulous, yeah. fabulous. Um, so I think we'll wrap it up there, Strap. And um, any last things you want to say to our listeners? Well, thank you so much to <laughs> Chloe for hosting this podcast, <laughs> Chloe. That's awesome. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you yeah. for coming on to it. Um, you know, my first official podcast, to be yeah, honest. what an honor. Thank you. <laughs> but I you. wanted it to be with someone who, you know, I feel comfortable with, who's obviously friendly, open, and... Is casual just, chat. Exactly, a casual <laughs> chat. So um, thank you, Stratton, for coming. And, um, yeah, hug it out. <laughs> so um, we'll take probably... Take He'll take care and um, talk to you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Isn't Stratton the best? One of the things I love about podcasting is really listening to people's voices, and Strat really does have such a lovely one. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you have any questions or would like to follow up on some of the topics we have discussed, please go to the show notes at betchloe.com, which has links, and there is also an area to comment. I would love to engage with you. And if you like the show, I would be most grateful if you could tell a friend, subscribe, or rate and review on iTunes. It all helps. Next episode will be with my wild and crazy Uncle Andrew Stevenson, who is a true adventurer. Well, we'll be discussing his endeavors understanding humpback whales in Bermuda. Till then, stay kind and see you at the next stop.